This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Welcome to the show. You haven't heard this music podcast, Side B to be specific. This is episode 4, Side B. And with me tonight on the show, we have to my far left, Wayne. Hello, everybody. And to my immediate left, we have Neil. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm not sure I'm even supposed to be here. Yes, you are. I've gatecrashed the show. You're supposed to be here. Okay. This is the show where we take the artists that have been contacting us over the weeks, the many, 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 many artists... Hundreds of the fuckers have been contacting me over the weeks and we take some of the ones that we feel deserve a platform and we're giving them a platform and this is that platform for them to be heard. Tonight we have Dem Atlas, we have, I'm not going to go through them one by one. Because you don't know them. No. No, I thought so. We'll start, we will start with, however, Dem Atlas. Because you know that one. Because I know that one. And this is the chat I had with him earlier this week. Righty. Hello and welcome to the show, Dem Atlas. And how are you today? Doing great today. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Really good. It's good to finally have you on the show. We had a few hiccups getting you on, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was reluctant to have you on the show, to be honest, because our show is more about lesser-known artists with lesser-known music. And from what I can tell, you're starting to make some big waves within the music industry. Not that I'm complaining, of course. I was at I was looking on Spotify. You've got a, you've got over two million hits on one song, over seventy, 000, seventy or eighty thousand monthly listens. So, for the listeners who don't know you yet, who is Dem Atlas? What you about? What's your, what's your mission statement, if you like? <laughs> so, my name is Dem Atlas, and my, and my, my mission statement is I just, I just make honest, raw music in hopes of uniting people, bring people together. I guess just, I, I guess just making some genuine stuff and, and whatever I want to make. My music ranges from, from rock to soul to hip hop to whatever I want to create. Um, a lot of music from, from the world. I don't just do one thing. But uh, I think ultimately I would like to, you know, bring people together. I think my name kind of says that for itself. It says Dim Atlas. I mean, that means like it's them on the Atlas, us on the Atlas. Okay, I did wonder what that meant. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's part of it. So what's your journey been like so far to get to where you are? Because you've obviously come a long way in a short space of time. It's been an interesting one. <laughs> I mean, basically, I, I just, uh, I used to go to school, and I hated it. I dropped out, or rather, I flunked out, and I just was like, I talked to my mom, and she's like, you know what, life is short. Do what you love. My love, my passion is music, so um, I just set out to do that. It sounds like you had a good mom. Yeah, a great mom, yeah, we're, we're very close, we're very close. Um, so I started out playing clubs. Sometimes, you know, nobody would be there, so I'd be, just be performing for, like, the other artists. There's literally nobody there. But I said yes to every opportunity because I knew nobody knew me. So I, I figured, you know, what best way to get people to know me than to just be in their faces constantly and just and just say yes to, hey, Dim, we're having a show on the 31st of, of October. You want to play that? Play this? You know, so that's what I did. And, that, and it eventually landed me to, uh, to Rhyme Sayers, yeah. 
When I, when I was in a band, I found that some of those gigs that we did, like when no one turned up, I found that some of those gigs were some of my favourite gigs. I had some really good times doing them. I don't know, obviously everybody wants a thousand people to turn up, but I don't know, maybe we just took it as a practice session and we played to some artists. It was good, we enjoyed it. I remember this one gig we did in Birmingham. We turned up and there was no one there really, just the four artists. I think we was on the second or third. Me and the lead singer disappeared for ages. We came back and we all stood outside, all the artists talking. And we decided, yeah, we're just going to go inside. We're going to do it. We're just going to play in a way. One big practice session. We'll enjoy it. And just before we went in, our bass player, Wayne, must have got all excited. and went, yeah, let's do it. And he just smacked the arse of one of the singers who we didn't know. We'd, we'd never met him. Didn't even know his name. Just smacked his arse and went, yeah, let's go. And as soon as he did it, you could see it on his face. He must have thought, fuck, what have I just done? So funny, so funny. But yeah, ultimately, I think you need to just change your perspective, your mindset, because otherwise you're just going to end up depressed and fed up and, yeah, just go in there and enjoy it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or you can use that to inspire you to move forward. And, um, yeah, I like I like the small, intimate gigs, too, more than I like uh, those those thousand-person gigs where everybody's really far away. I found I, I, I just kept on trucking along because I, I had a vision. I knew if I just kept at it, um, everything would turn out all right. Awesome. I was speaking to a girl called Bella Barnfrey in a previous interview, and I was saying to her how, in hip-hop especially, the message in the music seems to be disappearing or non-evident anymore. People are just stringing together words for the sake of stringing together words to try and make a good sound. But uh, I've noticed that you yourself... You, you try to keep that message alive in your song as well. Yeah, I, I feel like, and, I, and that's the thing. I don't try. It's not like I'm, I'm trying to. My music has to have this message. And I know I said before, like, I guess you know, bringing people together is ultimately what I love about music. But that's that's what my favorite artists have done in the past. Is I know I've, I've noticed that they, they bring people together. They amass people together. Thousands of people singing the songs. And but yeah, I just I don't I don't try to have a message. It just kind of comes out that way. When you look at a song like All We Got, it just kind of just came through me. A lot of these songs just kind of come through me. And I, I don't believe. Um, and um, just saying something for the sake of saying it. What is it about? What are you about? And um, that's that's yeah. just what I do. I don't I don't try to do it. I just do it. So you you're not just doing it for the sake of doing it and just to make money. There's a lot of artists out there just for the you know just trying to make money. You do you just you're doing it for the love of them. Obviously, we all want to make money, but right. you you got into this for the love of the music, and you've still got that passion there for the love of the music. Absolutely. If it was just about the money, I would have been done a long time ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? This would have been like a bit boring. I want to do something else <laughs> to make a quick buck. Yeah, I understand you're very busy at the moment. You've got a lot on. Yeah, man. Um, going on tour and uh, working on new music. You know, I just released an album, uh, "Bad Actress," back in October. But I'm still, I'm still trucking along. I'm still making new music as we speak. Yeah, a, a lot of things are happening, and it's, it's. I'm very grateful. You know, because I spent a lot of time in limbo. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's very exciting at the moment for you. Yeah, man, it is. It's it's exciting, and it's also just uh, you know, I'm just preparing myself, preparing myself mentally. I I've been sleeping a lot. I've been tired a lot, and but that's okay. Come, Comes with comes the territory. With t- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what what does the rest of this year look like for you then? Um. You know, the rest of this year, uh, I'm going to try to have something out, you know what I mean? Just another project before the, this year is out. I'm really working towards that goal. Um, more touring. We're coming to Europe in the spring. I can't wait. Um, yeah, just a lot more touring with Atmosphere and them. 
uh, maybe a few festivals in the summer. Where are you, where are you going to be touring in Europe? Um, we're going to, I think our first state is Amsterdam. Um, we're going to Germany, I think France. Oh, gee whiz, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> you got a lot going on. Yeah, man. Uh, we got eight dates in Europe. So, Excellent. Yeah. You should come out to a show, Richie. Well, if you're in England, I don't see why not. Me and the boys could come over. That'll be tight. Yo, yeah, we're going to be in London um, on the 23rd of April. That could be arranged, yeah. We could sort something out for that. <laughs> cool, yeah. cool. Okay, well, uh, socials then. If our listeners want to reach out and listen to you, listen to your work, or find out about what you're up to, what's coming up next for you, where can they do that? Um, you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, Music, Spotify, all of the streaming sites, and it's just Dim Atlas, D-E-M Atlas. Awesome, and you're on Facebook and Twitter? And... Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Right, so in a moment, we're going to play one of your latest releases, which is Pneumonia. So what is that track all about? So I was, I think Pneumonia, Pneumonia is about um, a toxic relationship I was in, um, and... Um, how one becomes obsessed or feels like they need that toxicity in their life or that toxic person in their life. Um, so hence, hence the, the chorus is, I need you like I need pneumonia. Such a good line. I, it's always nice in California. And I, I say that line, it's always nice in California because it's, you know, it's just kind of sarcastic. Because it's not it, on the surface, everything is fine. But if you on the underbelly, you know, and everything on the surface, everything is beautiful and sunny and it's fine. And it's and it's just you got the ocean and but on the in the underbelly if you if you there's a grit to L.A. There's a grit to California. There's like this this uneasiness in California, a darkness, a real a, a real darkness to to me in California in L.A. specifically. So yeah, man, that's that's what it is. It's such a good tune. It's very it's very catchy. And the thing is, with catchy tunes, there's a fine line sometimes between being catchy and good and catchy mm-hmm. and cheesy. Yeah. I think you managed to escape that cheesy line. It's it's a good tune, it's a good song, and it's a good message, you know. Yeah, man. I think a lot of these songs are just born from experiences and hopes that, you know, oh, cool, you can relate, but I don't make these songs be like, I hope they can relate to this. It's just these, I had to go through the pain to make that song. I had to go through a real toxic relationship that, that drove me crazy to make that song. And it's funny because I, I think it has this. It definitely has a cheesy quality to it. It has a very sarcastic quality to it. But yeah, I, I enjoy it. Well, I think it's a great song, and it's on my regular listening playlist now. And I would urge all the listeners out there to check him out. Go on his socials, Spotify, and all that. Check him out. Listen to him. And on that note, we'll leave it there. I just want to thank you for joining us today on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And without further ado, this is Dem Atlas with his song, Pneumonia, Take It Away.
like that Cigarettes, booze are on my breath I miss you, wanna kiss you, wanna try to love again But I'm sick in bed with the wrong person of persons You'll pick your poison pool of gun and just in all the annoying in my head Cause I be coughing, hacking, drinking, sinking in another week And tell me how you feel, tell me how you really feel So that was Dem Atlas with his song Pneumonia. Yes. Wayne and Neil. I'm going to start with Wayne. What do you reckon, Wayne? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? What do you reckon, Neil? Got a nice hook to it. Yeah, I, I, I like the kind of, you know, the, I think there's so many songs out there where, you know, typical love songs where, you know, I, I need you like something or other, and then say I need you like I need pneumonia as an interesting twist on, on the whole concept. You wouldn't have got to listen to the interview. He was saying how he, he was in a poisonous relationship. That was the impression I got. And that's what this story is about a poisonous relationship. Mm. Mm. You got your notes, Wayne? Yeah. 
I, I really like that it's got this duplicitous duality to it where he sings I need you like I need pneumonia it's always nice in California and then he says I don't need help I'm not myself so it's the contradiction of that where I don't need help I'm fine I'm not myself so if you're not yourself, surely you do need help because you, you're stating that you're not yourself. I like that. I like the whole... Unless you like the fact that you're not yeah, yourself. The contradiction of it, mm. I really like. The thing I wrote down here was, it's like as if Bruno Mars had an illegitimate child without cast. That's the way the vibe yeah, I got from the song. I can, I can go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I overall like his entire flat tone of cynicism that runs right the way through the song. And there's a, like a foreboding 50s keyboard in the mix that I really like. It's like a Doctor Who type effect. <laughs> but it, it's less than that. It's sort of like 50s B-movie. And it's in there and it sort of gives the song like a, a tone. Yeah, it's good. To be honest, I like the song. It's very commercial. There's nothing underground about this at all. It's very listenable and palatable to all ears. The message behind it, I understand the message because I spoke to him and he told me about it. Had he not, I'd have understood it, that it was probably about a poisonous relationship. But the California bit, I, I, that would be easy to miss. Because mm. he says that it's always sort of in California because there's a dark aspect to California and you know and yeah, that's what see I, I, I wouldn't the... I don't I don't know that so I'm just immediately listening to it thinking you know poisonous relationship oh at least he's got California mm. but that's not what he's saying but, yeah he's singing that with like a uh, whole sarcastic element isn't it you know it's always nice in California because that's what you know you you stick the telly yeah. on you see California you know the first <laughs> thing I think of is gorgeous sunshine and, and beaches and he's obviously pulling on the grit and the stuff that's in the back streets that you don't see. Which, it's interestingly, was a bit of the inspiration behind Hotel California, but we'll get onto that in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good song. Yeah, very good song, very commercial, very what's ready for the charts right now. Like you said in the interview, Rich, he's a guy on the up, this fella. You know, if he carries on, there's you know, there's nothing we can do for him. He won't need our help. We need his help promoting rather to, than the to way To be around. honest, I, I said at the start of the interview, I was reluctant to have him on the show because our show's about lesser-known artists and... He's got is it two million hits on one of his songs on Spotify, but um, got a couple hundred thousand listeners as well, or something. Yeah, like that. no, it's, I think seventy to eighty thousand monthly listeners. That's a lot. Still good, still yeah. good. Yeah, but not to be sniffed at. No, it was good to have him on. It's good to have him on because he's obviously lesser known over here in the UK and probably the rest of Europe. So he gets his name over here and out of the states. So yeah, that was Dim Atlas. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh. Moving on swiftly to our next artist. Who are we going to choose? Who are we going to choose? Should we choose Transistor? Yeah. We'll choose Transistor for our next artist. So this was a chat I had earlier in the week with Transistor. Hello and welcome to the show, Transistor. Hello. And who do I have the pleasure of speaking to today? We're speaking to Steve, the lead vocalist and rhythm guitar. Okay, well, hello, Steve. Welcome to the show. Where exactly is it that you uh, hail from? Uh, we're out of a little town uh, called Barrie, Ontario, in Canada, and it's about uh, an hour, an hour and a half north of Toronto. Well, thank you for joining us at what I could only assume is probably very early over there at the moment. It is uh, bright and early at nine in the morning. Usually I'm not up this early. Yeah, that is quite early, but we do appreciate and thank you for taking this time out this morning. So tell me a bit about your band, about yourself, how did you get together, your process. Obviously, listening to, to you, you've, uh, your influences stand out a lot. I was wondering how you that you utilise those influences, if you like, because you, you seem to knit them together really well in your music. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, we 
I'll give you a quick brief on us. We, uh, we've basically, three of us got together in high school. That would be our drummer, Joel, uh, our lead guitarist, Chris, and myself. And uh, we started up a couple of bands. From that, it just kind of grew. And we've been together quite a while. In 19, around 1995 or so, we started a band called 400 North. And that was five guys uh, where we brought in our current bass player, Don. From there, we kind of just morphed into uh, the current band that we're in now, which is just the four of us. So that would be uh, myself, uh, Chris, Joel, and Don. And we started basically just writing music, listening and taking the stuff that we were influenced by at the time, which in the mid 90s was a lot of uh, grunge music, Pearl Jam and uh, Nirvana, uh, lots of influences along that lines. Kind of just wanted to interweave that into our music somehow. When we started writing stuff, it just kind of naturally flowed. And over the years, we kind of kept in touch with that sound, but we kind of developed our own style from that and basically have written probably about close to 40, 40, 45 songs maybe, plus a bunch that we haven't recorded yet. But yeah, that's pretty much generally where our sound comes from is is just basically developing the stuff that we listen to and, and kind of bring each of us have a different aspect of what we do listen to and uh, kind of bring it in and make it a, a big melting pot per se. Still making it your own even though you're using those. Every, everybody uses influences, it doesn't matter who you are, how popular oh, exactly. the artist is, everybody uses influences. I mean, I was oh, picking sure. up. Um, I was picking up. I don't know if it was intentional. But I was picking up Metallica. Um, I was picking up a bit of picking up Hendrix. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, some of the guitar uh, guitar parts. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. The the two of us like um, my influences are. I listen to a lot of Canadian music. Um, and uh, the Tragically Hip, I don't know if you ever heard of that band. They're one of my bigger influences, and a guitarist named Bobby Baker has probably um, had a lot of play in what I do and, and my sound and, and kind of that style. Chris, our lead guitarist, he's a very big ACDC, Angus Young kind of guy. And uh, Don is actually, who's on bass, he's kind of the more eclectic listener in the band. And uh, he he has influences like you know Bowie and... Hendrix and stuff so sometimes his suggestions kind of lead over so that I can understand where you're hearing the Hendrix and stuff from because it might be Don telling us at one point to say hey try this and you know so we kind of mess with things in that in that essence yeah it's good though because I mean you've got a plethora of different genres that work there so it's making your work sound more fresh I suppose it's keeping it current you know obviously you've got those 70s 80s sounds in there and you're not going to take over the the pop charts you know that no Uh, no no but that's not what you want to do but the the thing is there's a a following out there a big following who love that type of um, in fact there's probably just as many people out there who love that type of music as there are young people who listen to the you know the pop charts so you're definitely hitting you know, you're definitely hitting something and there's definitely hundreds thousands millions of people out there that love that type of music and i think yeah it, for sure know, there's not as many artists doing that now so it's good to have people still producing that sound and whilst managing to keep it fresh at the same time also exactly like that's one of the things that i notice um constantly here especially on mainstream radio pop radio um if if you hear a guitar in a song it's like what was that you know like it's it really kind of catches your attention for a second and because most everything is kind of synthed or has like this the you know the drop beat bass in it yeah and that's the thing your, your band it does have a very organic sound to it. But that, that doesn't mean I, I don't think that there's a place in rock for synthesizers. I mean, 
take Lincoln Park for instance and probably many other bands that I can't think of right off the top of my head but there is a place it's just being able to do it in a way that fits the genre I think and that's yeah. one of the things that we like about it like I mean we have our influences but overall I mean the influences are kind of like a an underlying base to the groundwork for the band but everything on top of it is kind of like the icing that we add to it and we develop our own sound and it's taken quite a long time for us to get there but you know we're eventually at a place now where we enjoy the songs that we do write and the ones that we <laughs> the ones that we don't like we don't let see the light of day for the most part which is like the same for mostly any band I would imagine it's just one of those things that when we do write a song we put everything we have into it and we try not to leave everything on the table and we don't like to make songs that sound the same all the time um and i think that's what a unique perspective is for us is that when you come to a show that we do it's it's not the same song it's not like it's not like push a button and move a turntable and you know it's that for every song it's Everything has its own little life and its own meandering path that you can take and listen to. And if you like a particular song, great. You know, it really it really works for people who listen to us, I find. Uh, so what's this year holding for you then? Well, we're hoping uh, what, we, what we've been doing with this album when we've been recording it, we're going to release, obviously, the whole album fairly soon. But we've kind of been recording it in pieces and junkets. Um, the way we're situated now geographically, the four of us, two of us are in the same city, and then uh, the other two are in cities that are like two to three hours away from the central point. So basically what we do is we try to get together whenever we can, and we're going to finish off the new album fairly soon, probably in the next uh, month. And we've been trickling it out song by song by song as we write it and record it, put it out. And that's pretty much the plan for the new album. But uh, in the meantime, we're in behind the scenes kind of trying to book some shows and see if we can do some festival gigs and stuff for, for this year, which we've never really done too many festivals before. So it's an interesting outlook on how to try to get into that world but we're, we're gonna see what we can do with it that's great and obviously uh we'll keep up with all progress throughout the year keep keep an eye on you and your, your work and uh i think all that's left to say is thank you steve for joining us today oh thank you for having us it was great absolutely our pleasure this is transistor with their song sugar high
Okay, so that was Transistor with their song Sugar High. And uh, we've been having a bit of a debate about it before uh, while, while the song's been playing, so this is going to get heated. So what do you think, Wayne? I, I like it. It's it's very of its time. They're not reinventing the wheel, these guys. You know, it, it is what it is. This band is an amalgamation of four decades of classic rock. That's what it sounds like. We sat here just debating, you know. I mean, you took Metallica out uh, in the interview with them. The only bit I got Metallica, there's a bit later on in the song where they've got there's like a wavering guitar, which is King Nothing from Load. Now, if you were going sort of post-Black Album, I could see what you were saying with Metallica. If you're going pre-Black Album, they sound nothing like it. So it's definitely not thrash. It's more 70s rock yeah. to me. It's, it's very odd. See, I've never considered Metallica as they are they thrash. definitely they, are. They yeah, or they thrash, were. Yeah, enough. I mean they sold out a bit, but uh, yeah, yeah, see that's what I see. I always listen to mm. post Metallica. Mm. Was it po- yeah, yeah, like post Black Album. Yeah, yeah. the shit stuff. But I like it. Yeah. Uh, Black Album was phenomenal. Yeah, it's screaming. It's screaming stuff like ACDC for me on this. You know, the loose drums and the the, the whole guitar. Is riff- it, oh, driven. I'm thinking earlier than that. I'm thinking Free Bad Company. Yeah, Paul Rogers. That kind. That's of, what I'm saying. We could yeah. sit here and we could just chuck a band out. And you go, oh yeah, they do sound like you know, and it's that. And it's not a bad thing, like I said, they're not reinventing the wheel. They are yeah. chucking out good, honest-to-God rock. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you'd get to a concert for these guys, and you'd enjoy yourself, you know, you'd spend a shitload on beer. So the thing, the thing is, in this podcast, what we've tended to do in the past is we've got into a habit of just comparing bands amongst bands, and it's difficult not to with bands like this because they wear their influences on their sleeve, and the, their influence is what shines through the, the music the most, and... So it's hard not for us to say, oh, they sound like this person, or they sound like that person, I find. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it is with, with I mean, you can break it down. You can talk about the you know, the different guitar elements and whatever. You know, uh, the musicianship in the song is really good. Yeah. You know, the song as a whole, as a new entity out in the world, I really quite like. It's got a nice, you know, it's got a nice vocal hook uh, that you'd be singing after you've washed your hogwash down. Yeah, we're just, we're just pouring whiskey. I think it's, um, it, there was nothing new in there, but it... They didn't need to be. Mm. It was what it was, and it was a it was a fitting. But that's what they're doing, is that's what they're doing, isn't it? They're, yeah. they're, they're trying to keep that that vibe alive, as it were. They're not trying to take over the charts, and they know this, but they want to keep that vibe, that style of rock alive, and they are doing. So yeah. fair play to them. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to our next artist, we have Scott Lloyd. So yes, um, this is Scott Lloyd and me chatting over a cup of tea. I was drinking tea. I don't know what he was drinking. That is a lie. I was drinking whiskey. But this is me and him speaking. Hello, Scott Lloyd, and welcome to the show. How are you today? Hello. Thank you very much. I'm uh, very well. Very well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining me again. We had a bit of a technical difficulty last time, but uh, you you came back, so it's all good. Yes, (laughs) I did. I came back. So then, for the sake of the listeners, who is Scott Lloyd and what are you all about? I'm a solo singer-songwriter, um, originally from Middlesbrough. Uh, I'm now based in Manchester. play the guitar and harmonica and um, write my own songs. Um, I spent the last five or six years uh, releasing them myself, doing a lot of self-recording, very much a DIY artist over the past five years. I've released EPs, done some tours, everything just uh, self-promoted and now recently I was signed to an indie label. Last June I signed with Aardvark Records who are uh, based in Cornwall. I'm releasing uh, my debut album with them in April this year which I've been working on uh, over the past year or so with a producer. Been um, yeah chipping away at that and we've got that finished now so currently on the build-up to releasing that. 
Excellent. Sounds all exciting, very exciting. You've mm. got a lot of gigs coming up, have you? Yeah, I've got a few local local open mic nights that I'm doing, a few gigs um, around the Manchester area, and I'm going to be uh, booking a little tour over the summer around the UK, possibly with a full band. Uh, we're going to see how we get on with that. If not, it'll just be an acoustic tour. But yeah, I'm doing a few different things, a few bits on radio, a few uh, music videos being made. We're currently making a little documentary, a uh, short documentary about the album. So yeah, there's plenty. Now it's been announced, there's plenty going on to uh, spread the word about it. It's good. I'm enjoying enjoying telling people about it. So it's pretty much become a full-time job now then? It has, yeah. Like This is sort of the, my full-time job. I uh, play a lot of gigs, I play a lot of cover gigs, um, and I run an open mic night in Charlton, uh, in Manchester, every week. So I've just sort of uh, stuck with it. I've just avoided a normal job, if there is such a thing, uh, <laughs> for as long as I can, and uh, managed to just stay afloat. So... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy about how it's going. And it's, it is a full-time job, yeah. It's, uh, it takes a lot of time up, but I enjoy it, so I don't mind. Don't mind being busy. I was listening to some of your music, and you say it's a DIY project, most of what you've done. But yeah. some of the cleanest and best-produced music that I've come across for, well, oh, I wow. get a lot of music, and the production on it's fantastic. I don't know if, if you've yeah. done, like, uh, courses or university or what, but it's very well yeah. done. Well, the first first few EPs that I released, they were just acoustic, and I just I just bought a uh, a home recorder, like a um, a sixteen track digital recorder and a condenser mic. Just recorded everything live in my flat in Manchester, and then as time moved on, I had started adding some other instruments, overdubs, bass, and things, and um, harmonies to fill up the sound a bit. But I learned I learned a lot of studio techniques at uh, uni. Uh, I went to Manchester Metropolitan uh, University for four, for three or four years uh, in around 2007 and uh, learnt a lot of the basics there and uh, yeah it's just coming really handy. It's come really 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 handy really because um, you save a lot of money doing it on your own as well and you can sort of be the captain of your own ship and uh, have it to sound as you know exactly how you want. But the, the, this new album is the, actually the first album. Well, it's my it's my, it's my debut album, and it's I've actually worked with a producer on this one. Um, someone I met at, at the open mic night that I run. Um, he came down one night. He's called Matthew Garcia, and he's just got a home studio. He's he's a, he's a fantastic musician um, first and foremost. And he's got a fantastic ear. He's he just he's just excellent at creating pristine, you know, clean production in in a very easy way. You know, it's not like a big studio he's got. He hasn't got expensive microphones and equipment. He just does things simply, and it's come across really well. It's it's let the um, it's let the songwriting come out really well uh, because I, that my style is very uh, folk rock, pop rock based. It's it's quite a lot to do with the lyrics. Um, so they re it really it really comes out in the music. Um, so I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed working with the producer for the first time. Um, it's nice to let someone take take the reins for once. Actually, I've quite enjoyed uh, giving giving someone else a bit of control and seeing where it takes me. Yep, I'm really happy with uh, how it's sounding. Hopefully, people are going to enjoy it. So, as a singer songwriter, where would you say you get most of your inspiration from for your music? I like a lot of sing singer songwriters from the 60s and 70s. I'm a massive fan of songwriters like Paul Simon, Bruce Springsteen, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, obviously. 
John Denver? Uh, yeah, John Denver, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm a big fan of anything melodic, so like the, the, the Beatles would be classed as, you know, the top top dog for me. And obviously, um, the, the, the Beatles are a collaboration. There's four guys working together. But when, when you get something similar, you know, songwriting class-wise, but with a single single person, it re- you really sort of get into the music. You know, I, I, like, I, like, I like solo singers that you... Well, after you've listened to an album of theirs, you feel like you've spent time with them. You feel like you uh, you know them better. That's the kind of music that I like to listen to. There's a new well, he's he's been around for a couple of uh, maybe since the early noughties, I think. He's a singer from Sheffield called R- Richard Hawley, and he sings like a folk sort of folk rock sound. Big fan of his, and big fan of his honest lyrics and nice melodies and simple production. So yeah, it's it's I I, I, I do. Uh, I do listen to a lot of music, but I'm, I'm mainly influenced by, you know, the singers who, who speak the mind and uh, have simple melodies, you know. That's what really draws me in, the melody. Awesome. And uh, if our listeners want to get hold of you, find out what's going on, what's coming up, or listen to your music, where can they get hold of you? Uh, yeah, well, online's probably the best way. So uh, I'm on all the uh, all the social media platforms. So uh, Instagram, Scott Lloyd Music. Uh, that's two T's, two L's for Scott Lloyd. Uh, same on Twitter, Scott Lloyd Music. Facebook, it'd be just search Scott Lloyd, and I'm sure you'll be able to find me. Got a website, ScottLloydMusic.co.uk. There's links on there to uh, pre-order the album and uh, also listen to my older stuff. And also you can sign up to my mailing list, which you'll get some, you get emails every now and again with different bits of uh, news or uh, any exclusive songs I'll be releasing. So yeah, the the, the usual suspects of uh, contact really. Uh, Also on Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes as well. If you want to stream any of my songs, they're all on there. And yeah, I'd uh, hopefully see some people at, um, at some gigs down the line. Definitely, definitely. You might even see me and the boys. We might come in, if you send us some dates, we'll probably come and see you. Oh, brilliant, Richie, yeah. yeah let us know where you're playing and we'll try and get to you. Brilliant, that would be fantastic. Mm. I will do. So we're going to play your song in a minute, Looking Out to Sea. What's, the, what's the story behind that? So this is actually the first song that I wrote for the album. It was late 2016, I think. I, I think I was just writing songs as I always always was, and you know you, you just sort of you're riffing really, you're just jamming with uh, with your guitar and your voice. I think I heard a I think I heard a song on the radio, and it and it had a really distinctive verse and chorus melody. So there were there were it was like two parts, and uh, usually when I'm writing songs, I like to make it feel like it's a whole piece. You know, it doesn't deviate too far away from uh, the, the melody of the verse and the chorus. There's some like correlation between them. And this one was like, it had a, it had a completely different melody for the uh, chorus. And I thought, that's, that's really, really cool. So I went straight upstairs, put the guitar up and I just sort of started singing. And the song is very autobiographical. I guess it's about my life. It's about the past, the present and the, eventually the future. Yeah, I've had a lot of love for this song, and I'm really proud of it. I think it's the uh, I think it's one of the best ones on the album for sure. I hope uh, I hope everyone's going to enjoy it, listen to it as well. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely got that commercial feel about it. I can't see why people wouldn't like it. Very in at the moment that that style of music. What with um, old Ginger and all the others. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see why it wouldn't do well. Yeah, I wish you all the best. And like I say, Brilliant. send over your details and we'll come and see you. Thanks very much, Richie. Cheers. So thank you, thank you for joining us today. Okay, no problem at all, any time. And this is Scott Lloyd with his song, Looking Out to Sea. 
lights flicker and the factories have closed down My mom and my father, they taught me all about Being a good man and I'm trying to somehow But now I'm growing up, I feel A bit scared, I can't stop the turn of the wheel I woke up in a pool of sweat last night I'm worrying about things, will I be alright? I said, oh, don't you know Like me with you, let's go for a walk to the coast We can talk, think about old times which brought us here It makes me smile at those waves inside of me Crash against the cliffs, so I look at her She's marrying me Saturday afternoon Spaghetti hoops were a superfood And I climbed right up that tree To build a house for you and me Water fights all summer long They cool me down In the heat of the fun I said, oh, don't you know I like being with you Let's go for a walk to the coast So that was Scott Lloyd with his song, Looking Out to Sea. His beautiful song, Looking Out to Sea. 
Not looking out to sea as in vision sea, as in the sea sea, where you go to the seaside. Looking out to seaside, I think. See, yeah, S-E-A. So, yeah, that was his song. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me about his song, Wayne. From the opening bars of this song, you know, this guy's painting a picture. He's got he's the brush in hand and he wants to take you on the journey. It's a really earnest song, this. And he's speaking from an experience. And what I found with the song is you're going from past, present and to a future. That's what this journey of the song is doing. You know, he, he goes from talking about his dad, teaching him how to do stuff and the factories he grew up around. He's then bringing you to this sort of present day with... The, the girl, you know, let's go for a walk down to the coast and then to like a future where he can see looking out to sea, seeing what can be. I was bowled over by its honesty and the musicianship in there and how the way it all fits together is really nice. The mixing is brilliant on it, yeah. It's a cracking song. This. Yeah, singer-songwriter, it's acoustic guitar, beautiful melody, simple and stripped back. It's just nice and it's... Um, see, you're saying strip- it's, it's easy to do that kind of music and fall into the woe is me type stories it's nice to hear someone do it and it's a nice jolly message and I, it's nice music I, see i don't get that it's stripped back at all because there's a lot going on in that a lot of layers yeah there is there's a lot it's a it's a it's really well produced it sounds stripped back yeah. then it did okay it, it's done well if you have done a lot uh, a lot in it it sounds stripped back it doesn't sound overwhelming yeah it's gentle, it's comfortable, it's nice to listen to. It's comfortable. Like this whiskey. That, that is a good comparison. That's a good way to describe it. It's a comfortable song, yeah. Mm. In, in a good way. In a good way, yeah. Fantastic song. Check him out. His stuff will be in the show notes, his social media, as with the artists we've mentioned before as well. The uh, socials, their streaming links, and what have you, and what have you, and what have you. What, what, what? Moving on to our next artist, which is... Which will be... Hunt Us. So this is the interview I did with Gemma, the lead vocalist from Hunt Us. Hello and welcome to the show, Huntus. Who am I speaking to? You're speaking to Gemma of Huntus. I'm the singer. Hello, Gemma of Huntus, the singer. It's <laughs> nice to have you on the show. It's nice to be on the show. Thanks for having me. You do not sound very punk at all while speaking to you. <laughs> oh, depends what mood you get me in or how much I've had to drink, probably. Okay, I've just been listening and looking at your work, and you've got a very Adam Ant look and sound about you. Ah, so, thank you. Oh, is, is that a compliment? It yeah, should be a compliment. I love that's the compliment. I'll take that. You should. Uh, <laughs> they were a breath of fresh air to a decade that was really shit when it came to music. I think. Yeah. No. No. I. I, I like Adam Ant. Yeah. I think. I think the lads would be happy with that. So tell me, who is Huntus and what are you all about? We are a four-piece and we started two years ago. Um, we've all known each other for a very long time. I, uh, I'm married to Nikki, who's our guitarist. We have got two children and everyone else in the band has got two children. So <laughs> young children, so it makes it harder to kind of get together. But I, I feel like we've, funnily enough, after being in bands for years, maybe 20 years, all of us in different bands and different variations of the same band kind of come together and found our groove, ironically, just when it's harder to get out of the house. <laughs> but um, now we um, we really enjoy it and we, we have a quite a sort of, DIY ethic, I suppose. We like to go to gigs and we like to play gigs where everyone's supporting one another. You know what it's like? We've been to a couple of gigs where it's a bit competitive and then 
think you know, people saying, oh, well, if you don't bring so many people, you won't get paid. And we're like, not really interested in that. You know, it's not, it's not that bad. Um, it's just nice to play with people that, that we respect. We all really like each other and we love each other and uh, we have a good laugh. And um, we, um, yeah, we kind of write our music in quite an organic way, I suppose, that the guys tend to get to band practice more often in central London. We're all in different places. Uh, Nikki and I are up in Enfield. Tim is down in Waterloo and Rich is in Surrey. We, we practice quite regularly and then they, they kind of come up with some riffs and some bits and bobs and, and then they say, oh, we think these are the best ones and do you think you can put some vocals to it? Sounds a lot like when I was in a band, we did uh, some Battle of the Bands thing. That was like, if you don't bring enough people, you're not going to do well. How is that judging? Oh, it's so pathetic, yeah. And it's... that's, that's what, what music has become now. It's about what you can bring to the promoters and it's about what you can bring to the people hosting. And It's not about you anymore, it's about them. And yeah. It's, it's yeah. not good. It is. It's, it's, it's sort of that focus on material things, isn't it? It's the numbers. And if you do this, you'll get that. It's a bit, I don't know. I just, I just don't like the, the vibe of it like yourself. It's, uh, it's much nicer to be more <laughs> creative, isn't it? That's why I like those collective nights where people just come up and they, they get their mates' bands and they, perhaps someone else is in town from a different country and they play and then you have a bit of a laugh. And last time we did that, I say last time, it's probably a few years ago before the kids, somebody was playing a saw and uh, <laughs> somebody... <laughs> Somebody else was like came up with a game and they bought a big bag of fruit and they had they had a sort of human fruit machine. Have you ever done that? No. No, that's a new <laughs> one on me to be honest. <laughs> you get three people sitting down on a chair in a bag with a mixture of fruit in it, and then you go three, two, one go or whatever you do. And then each person pull, pulls out a piece of fruit and uh, obviously if it matches then you get a prize. Wow. It's exciting stuff. It's amazing how far <laughs> punk has come, to be honest. I mean I remember back in the day when punk was all about, you know, <laughs> speaking against the system and the fascists and destroying <laughs> shit and, you know, ca- causing a ruckus. And now it's, well, we've got three kids and we're just chilling. <laughs> we, we, we sometimes play pinball, was it? Fruit, sorry, fruit machines <laughs> with people. It's, it's come a long way. Yeah, it's come a long I way. Think, I, mean, I think Sid Vicious should be rolling in his grave. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> He'd like it. I'm sure we have it. We often have a nice bit of cheese at band practice. You get a few nice beers and a bit of cheese. You've got to, you've got to have a comfortable band wow. practice. That's, <laughs> that's something we never did in our band We had a few beers, but we never thought to bring cheese to the band practice. Ah, well, I wouldn't have done it in my 20s, but now I'm in my 40s. I tell you what, it makes all the difference. It's wow. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, we we are we are uh, you know we, we we do we do shout as well. But I don't know if you've heard the last track, but that uh, ancient escape that's all about. Um... I listened to Baby Bird, and uh, that was the one oh, you sent cool. out. I tried to listen to some more on SoundCloud, but for some reason your SoundCloud wasn't working. Oh no! Oh, I yeah, you need to check down. that out. Uh, I'll have a look at that. Cool, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the latest one is about um, migration and people moving and, you know, and kind of Trump and all those people who are trying to fence people in and penalising people for trying to run away from horrific environments, you know. So that, that, that the last song is, has very much that as a, as a theme. It's about liberation and it's about everyone being the same and, and, and being free to, to roam and live their lives. She was staying political then. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, I mean, they're not all political. Baby Bird is about me giving birth. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, that was because our little daughter is called Robin. 
so that was why and that was called baby bird and um yeah you know it's di different themes for songs yeah. <laughs> getting older um an oaks pit is all about i don't know if you heard that one that's about mining and that was um uh it was, oh, was it the uk's largest mining disaster in 1866 um and hundreds of people were killed you know it was in the days when it was very unsafe and there was a lot of gas explosions and unsafe tunnels and whatnot and um it was yes. never really a safe job though was it <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> No. I mean, even, even when it was considered safe, it was still digging down in the ground and tunnelling and being crushed by... It was never really safe. Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't the best of jobs, but uh, it's, it's close to home because we're all from... I'm from Stoke-on-Trent originally. My family were from Wigan and a lot of my grandparents and their parents were miners. My great-uncle was Joe Gormley, who was um, oh, president of the National Miners' Union before Scargill. So it's kind of quite personal for me that one. Well, I'm um, from the I'm from the Black Country, and we were infamous for our coal mines. And we yeah, in, our, in our, our band, the the guys in the podcast, we actually did a song ourselves about the miners. Oh, cool! Oh, I'll check it out. You won't because it's not online. Oh, it's no, not on cassette, is it? No, no, we we never recorded it. It was a good song. We, I mean, you know, oh. based on this conversation, we might go out and read of it, but probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can always you can always sing it to me. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> so, what's going on with the band then? What you're doing? What what's coming up? What's the future? Well, exciting stuff. I think we've had a really good buzz going on. Even yesterday, you know, like yourself and a few other people got in touch because uh, we released the Ancient Escape on Friday on Spotify. I mean, and iTunes and whatnot. Yeah, we we're really chuffed because we did those three songs first it took us ages to do them but we thought we'll do them properly and we went and recorded them with our mate john hannon in um rayleigh in essex he's an amazing producer really lovely guy he's in a kind of experimental band called libere so so we were really happy with those so they're, they're all out now the three singles from the ancient escape and we thought we would go back to him and record three more you know because i think things have changed haven't they we was always used to do albums with the old bands but now i think it's more about the single isn't it i don't know and especially with with all of our commitments and we all work and stuff it's finding manageable ways of recording this stuff but also you know working really hard to promote it and get it out there and you know creating a spreadsheet and monitoring who we've sent everything to and radio play and podcasts like yourself and social media work it's like having another job but i love it <laughs> it really is like having a, this podcast i took it on to start off with as something nice to do on the side it's become a part-time job it's a fucking nuisance Excuse yeah, my language. I, yeah, I, I bet. Yeah, it's a lot of work, isn't it? It is, yeah. And that's why I gave up music. Well, I didn't give up music, um, but bands, they started to become like hard work. It's like you've been at work all day and then you've got to go and practice. And yeah, it's become annoying. Yeah, it, it can quickly become annoying for lots of different reasons, can't it? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, on that absolute positive note, let's move on. <laughs> Socials and streaming sites and all that, so people can listen to you and come and pester you and stuff. <laughs> so we're on um, at Hunters Band on Twitter and Facebook, and we are on Instagram, like a bit of Instagram as well. It's quite fun um, with Hunt underscore Us, and our website is hunters.co.uk. Um, we've got something very exciting coming up. We are going to be doing a video for the ancient escape and um, 
And I work at Chicken Shed Theatre Company. I don't know if you know it. Uh, What's that? Chicken Shed Theatre. It's an amazing charity and theatre company in, in London, but we work all over um, throughout London and globally as well. We basically do theatre for everyone. Everyone is included, all abilities, all ages, all backgrounds. And, um, and when people come together like that and no one's excluded, it, you, you get this magical, amazing performance on stage. So I, I was thinking it would be really cool if... I'd have to show you... I'll send you a video of it and then you'll see what I mean. But basically, we do this amazing movement uh, work um, with music. And I thought, why don't we, for the ancient escape, because I want, I want this video to be like this real sense of movement, because it's about migration and and movement um, to have this piece, this performing arts piece in the video. And so we're going to be asking people to take part um, in the video, in the filming. So I'm going to set it up for the summer. So I'll put it out on the socials, but um, might do a competition with it or uh, yeah, see how we can make it a really fun option for people. But yeah, we want to, you know, just have fun with it. Nikki, my husband, is an architect at the guitarist, he's going to produce some really beautiful t-shirts. It's kind of about, as I say, it's like a collective of, of artwork. Tim, the uh, drummer, is a carpenter, like really wonderful carpenter. Uh, Richard is, I think we all just enjoy creating stuff. So we want to get people to join in with that and take people on a, on a journey and just create as much music as possible and, um, and have fun with it, quite frankly, because life's too short not to. And, and maybe travel a bit, you know, I see, see some mates around the world and they've offered to host us in different places and play some gigs, so that would be really good. Sounds really good. You should send some stuff over, see if we, me and the boys can get involved somehow. Yeah, that would be lovely. That, that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Just cause I was thinking the other day, oh, you know, let's just set up our own events instead of relying on promoters to... Uh, yeah, money-grabbing you know, bastards. <laughs> not all of them, not all of them. There's some lovely ones out there. But yeah, that's the plan really. So yeah, and then we kind of, we're busy with our, we've got, Nikki and I have got an acoustic band as well called Chimes. So we're recording an album with, with that and that's quite folky. Because um, we've had some interesting feedback recently. It's really, it's really nice to hear feedback um, from objective people because you know, you all know this, when you do your own music, your head is inside it, isn't it? You can't see the wood for the trees, but people have said that it's, it's nice to have something kind of folky, sort of folky vocals with sort of quite punky, rocky guitars and, you know, that kind of vibe. So that's, that's nice to hear. But the acoustic band is, is much more kind of softer folk. But yeah, it's just, there's a lot of stuff out there, isn't there? And, <laughs> and there's only so much time, so we want to go for it. You have to send us all your links and all your stuff and everything. And we'll, yeah, we'll, try and we'll do. We'll promote you as much as we can. Ah, thank yeah. you. And yourselves, you know, let us know how we can help and... Yeah, we'll, we'll set up an event or something. Where are you? So are you still based up there? Are you based down here? I'm in Dudley. Oh, Dudley, yeah. Mm. Dudley. Oh, well, that's, that's not a million miles away. No, it's not. We could organise something together, I think. Let's do it. Yeah, but we, me it. and the boys have been talking about doing something outside the podcast. So. All right. Yeah, that's it then. Sorted, that's it. <laughs> Sorted. We've done it now. Yeah. All organised. Well, I'm going to play your song now. So this is Baby Bird by Hunt Us. I'm keeping you alive throughout the winter 
Okay, so that was Baby Bird by Huntus and my conversation with Gemma, who was absolutely delightful. Wasn't she delightful, Wayne? Oh, she was lovely to speak to. She was. Neil, I'm going to start with Neil. We've said it before, um, and, you know, we're trying to avoid comparing to other artists, but I was definitely getting a bit of a pretender's vibe from it. Every time we get female on the show. What happens, very, Neil's uh, gone hind, hind deaf. He got a good hook, it was upbeat, it was, I enjoyed, enjoyed it, it was, uh, it was edgy, just, 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 just the right amount of guitar in the mix, I loved it. Go on, Wayne, see you oh, fucking song, I tell you. you. You play it once and it plays in your head for about a fucking week. Yeah. You know, and it's not a bad thing, it's just a good song. Um... From the minute it started, I was picking up lots and lots and lots of 90s grunge, and not in the sound of it, in the construction of the song, the way it's the way it fits together, not the way the guitar sounds and all the rest of it, the way it's constructed. It reminds me of that sort of era, um, Pearl Jam, Mud Honey, that sort of the way the song's constructed. It's not a normal construction of a song. There's something right at the start which hooked me in, which is if you play it back, there's a sort of kids' toy box playing as well. Now, in, in your interview you did with the Rich, uh, she was talking about this is a song for her daughter. So obviously that's in there to cover that. And the song's really good because it covers like an insecurity as a parent, as well as being, I'm going to be there for you, but I've also got this insecurity about, you know, am I going to be the right... I, the lyric-wise, I thought it was really clever and really, really good. I will say, a bit of criticism, I could have done with the gear shift when it comes to the chorus or the, the, the bridge. I could have done with a bit more distortion or a bit more of a change of energy. It's sort of see. I think if you'd have added some distortion, it would have overcrowded her voice. This is what I love about this song and her. Um, I find that usually when you've got a front person of a band, when you've got a full band, you've got a front person. What they do is they tend to take over, and when you listen to them, you're listening to them, and you forget the music. Whereas her, she's in a rock band and. She's got a, quite a gentle voice, but she becomes one of the instruments. She becomes part of the band. So, you, you know, blends well. she blends with the band. Whereas a lot of artists, you, a lot of singers, front people, you don't get that. They just become them and a bit of noise behind them. I'd and see. I think if you start upping the, the music behind her, she would disappear, I think. I, I get the impression that the way this is recorded isn't the way it's played live. That's that's the impression I got. That. I, I got the impression that live, it would go, it would shift a gear. I don't know how many times I've recorded or anything. It might be one of those things that, where it doesn't transpose very well to recording. The, the live beast isn't the recorded beast. You know what I mean? I, I got this feeling that it would shift a gear, and seeing it live would be a different experience. Seeing pictures it. of them and uh, on stage, they do look like quite a heavy band. And you do do that, I suppose, uh, with recordings. You tend to try and hold back a bit. You don't want to go all raw. So maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but I I liked it. Um, I love that. There's kind of like a the bass guitar in it. It's like really prominent, and it kind of pushes the song. Which is what bass should do. Yeah, but bass is usually one of those things that you don't hear it and you don't notice it until it's gone. Whereas in this song, it's definitely there and it's a driving force of the song. You definitely miss it if it wasn't there because you know it's there in the first place. But musically, yeah, all the uh, influence you said that they, they they stand out. But they they don't copy them well I listened to the interview you gave with Gemma before I listened to the song so the impression I got was going to be a different sort of punk band it was either going to be like a pop punk type band or a traditional punk band and this is sort of skirting a few it's going through three or four different genres of the same thing but to come back 
it works well. I would like to see them live. I think she'd probably listen to a lot of the, uh, some of the other stuff as well because they're quite a outside the box type band. So one song's not going to sound like the rest of them, but this is just the one song that was chosen. She coming on the show soon as well. She's coming on the show in April, May, I think. I look forward to speaking to her then. I think it might be May. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, so that was fun to us and their song, Baby Bird. Check them out. Okay, so moving on to our next artist, our next artist and our final artist of the evening or of the daytime, depending where in the world you are. But this is our final artist and it is Neal, because he's spelled N-E-A-L. And I can see Neil next to me. He doesn't like that, because he spells his wrong... Well, N-E... Is it N-E-I-L? N-E-I-L. It doesn't matter. This is my conversation with Neil Sawyer and his song, Shadows. Hello, Neil Sawyer. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. That's okay. You sound quite local to where I am. I know. I'm from Cannock. That's not too far away. Whereabouts yourself from? I'm in Dudley. Dudley, there we go, just down the road. Oh, for some reason, I had in my head listening to your music earlier. I thought you was going to be from Tennessee. <laughs> Perhaps my soul. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mm, so tell me a bit about yourself. Well, yeah, I suppose I'm a singer-songwriter, musician. I suppose you can include producer in that now. I was formerly in a band, released an album, did a lot of touring, and when that ended, I knew I needed to write. As It's a very cathartic exercise for myself, so... The natural step was to get the microphone and plug it in and start recording. Right, okay. I I listened to Shadows. It had a country feel about it, but it didn't sound American country. It had underlined in American country, but it also felt quite dark, quite haunting, which you don't get in the American country music. It's usually just miserable and about somebody dying or (laughs) somebody's missus leaving them. and You just get to the end of the song feeling miserable. But with this, it's quite ethereal, is the word we use on the podcast. That's a very kind thing to say, and I suppose the black country's down the road, so you could say, you know, it's um, dark country, gothic country maybe, um, and that's what I was really designing to do. I wanted that organic country feel, but embryonically it is country music, I suppose, but I did want to evolve it somewhat and have a true dark th- feel, a cinematic feel to it. I was definitely getting that. Although it was haunting, it was also nice at the same time. What is your process when you come to writing music? Writing is, it's quite difficult to explain for me, but it, it's very cathartic. It's something that I need to do. It's kind of keeps me out of therapy, I suppose, at times. And it kind of just rolls out of me and it takes takes time to having wrote a song sit down and look back at it and kind of decipher what it's actually about and try and pick it apart and see oh that's where it's sort of coming from and the the beauty I had because I produced it myself was to kind of embellish and add to the tracks in a way that could emphasize that feeling awesome so moving on to this song shadows would I be right in saying that it's a new song off a new album yes shadows is um off the new album called Ballads of the Mortal and that's available as, a, as an instant grat when you pre-order the album which is pre-orderable from 15th of March so that's one of the tracks of 11 off the new album off the debut solo album I suppose okay and so this is all yourself all the instruments yeah all the instruments bar um, I think there's four or five tracks the mixing engineer did bass guitar on and there's one track where a good friend of mine did guitar on but other than that yeah I did the lot I did the production and I originally did the mixing but it got to a point when I thought oh, I could get 
you know, another 25, 30% out of that. And that's when I sent it over to Gaz Rogers, who's, you know, worked with some amazing artists. And he was very much like, look, just don't re-record it, remix it. And I respect him for that because he could have gone, oh, re-record it, you know, this is the cost. But he was very much, no, just remix it. And he, he made me believe in the album as well. He, you know, he, he subdued all insecurities about it. I'm very proud of it, I must admit. Yeah, you should be. Well, from out of like, so I've only listened to the one song. You might have sent over another song as well that I haven't got round to listening to yet, which I apologise for. But uh... <laughs> That's quite all right. You're a busy man. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> People say it all the time as an excuse, but it's unbelievable. But So... Do you, do you plan on doing any gigs or you know, any live shows? It's not on my radar as such. I did that was of a time. I did a lot of it in my previous band and I can't handle the hangovers as much as I used to. <laughs> so it's kind of, I mean, it's. I'd never say never. I'd, you know, there's a camaraderie that you get when you hit the road and go out there that's quite irreplaceable, but... At the moment, my focus is kind of lie elsewhere, but as I say, I'd never say never. It's a difficult thing as well, I suppose, when you're a solo artist who's got such a full sound because you've got the bass and there you've got the drums and you've got the guitar. You've got to stand on stage and try and put all that together. And your only choice, your only option really is loop pedals. And then you spend the first five minutes of the song putting a tune <laughs> together. And I think it's got to be difficult for you, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's, um, it is. It is somewhat. And the loop pedal thing, it's quite prominent in today scenes and you know I've got a lot of admiration for people that do it but for me I think I suppose live is a performance and you know it does take a while to kick in and get going yeah so promotion wise you're just trying to get some uh, as much radio play podcast play as you can yeah I mean you know it's changed a lot since I used to do it I've I've been um, lucky enough to sign a synchronization deal on the album so that would be Utopia, getting something featured on TV and film. So, you know, that would be a great bit of exposure. But, yeah, just trying to get the music out there as much as humanly possible. And what about your socials, if our listeners want to find you, if they want to listen to you or pester you and let you know how amazing they think you are? I'd be more than happy for people to do that. I'd be more than happy. Yeah, I'm on all the usual um, Facebooks, Instagrams, Twitters and um if you just search Neil Sawyer Music, that's N-E-A-L, and Sawyer, the same as Tom Sawyer. Yes. But do you know what? I've been training myself not to say Tom Sawyer. <laughs> mm. Well, it's good, it's good that there's someone out there with the same surname that I can yeah. sort of reference just for spelling. and you know. So I'm guessing that this play of Shadows is some sort of exclusive? Yeah, I believe it will be the, um, the first broadcast of it. So nervously and... It's our absolute pleasure, honestly. And thank you for joining us today. So without further ado, this is Neil Sawyer with Shadows.
your grievance but you're just afraid of a different point of view I've become wistful to the vultures flying high They're only preying on my demise I've rode off all self-righteous vindications As I'd sooner walk away I've got no firing squad protecting my name I've got no friends to stand in my way And if there is no God to carry me through Then I'll be thinking that it's only me and you So hit the railroad, my kingdom is on fire Your grievance, but you're just afraid of a different point of view. Would you guide me through when I walk amongst shadows? Would you guide me through when I walk amongst shadows? Would you guide? So that was Neil Sawyer with his song Shadows and that ladies and gentlemen people of all ages was a world exclusive yeah good song are you listening to it back just listening to it back just because I said in the interview that it had elements of country in it and now listening to it again it's like Johnny Cash if Johnny Cash could sing properly not just talk with a shitty voice not that I'm taken away from his music that's harsh man Johnny Cash is a fucking legend his music's legendary he could have got somebody else to do it for him a bit like Bob Dylan really yes. excellent songwriter but, uh, yeah. yeah so uh, what did you think of Tom and Neil Sawyer what do you think of Neil Neil and I'm not saying this because his name's Neil but I think we've saved the best till last I fucking love that song Am I allowed to swear in the very side? Yes. Okay, well, I... I, I you fucking are now. I fucking love that song. Um, I think it, it starts off with this very sort of ethereal kind of... Um, I said that in the interview. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's kind of, you know, I wanted to say, Oh, the spirits! But then before I could, the instrumentation kicked in. <laughs> it, it, just, it was the way it crashed in. It was unexpected, but it just... It just powered through, <laughs> and then this is and like you say, yeah, there's a country element, but it kind of it's hidden. 
it's a hidden country element. There's a very subtle sort of slide guitar that carries through the song, and it was powerful and emotive. And I bummed off it. See, Neil missed Neil missed the interview, and it was weird because I I must have missed. Oh, he didn't tell me where where he was from in the email. So when he came on, I was expecting someone from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Hang the, on. Where do you think he's from, Neil? Where do I think he's from? <laughs> yeah, in the world. Um, Portsmouth. No, he's from Canuck. Wow, just down the road. Was we not, need to go and see him live. It was when he came on, I was expecting hi, Rich, and it, all I got was hello. You're right. <laughs> If he's Did doing not any local gigs, we, we should go and see. Oh, well, him. he said, I, I, I unfortunately, you haven't heard the interview. He's uh, he's not planning any gigs because oh. he everything in the in the songs is written by him, apart from a couple. He said uh, based oh. on one song and guitar and another. Yeah, yeah. Neil saw you play a gig. It would be, Play a gig and Neil will come and see. Oh, Actually, we'll we'll, we'll all come. We'll come. I loved it. Really good. Dark country for me. It was. Be- it was but it was beautiful as well. Dark right. country. Dark oh, country. I like the sound that you just invented a new genre. <laughs> what did you think, Wayne? In his interview, he says that he was aiming for something cinematic. He was going for like a cinematic type vibe. He was trying to make songs that were ethereal, like you say, and and you know got a scope. Now, there's a film a few years ago which I absolutely adored called Hell or High Water. Um, the soundtrack to that was written by Nick Cave, and there's elements of that song in this. Uh, sorry, of that soundtrack in this. When it starts, you could easily picture yourself on like a desert highway. You know, with tumbleweeds and and the sun blowing. With cool breeze in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sort of thing. He's, he's hit the mark with what he was going for. I don't know if we saved the best till last, because I don't like to compare amongst. But it was definitely a fantastic song. Well, I it? always like to. So yeah, song no, you're going to do that. Definitely, it? definitely song of the week. It's for you, Rich. Oh, song of the week for me. I don't, I don't really don't like doing this. It's either Dem Atlas or Scott Lloyd or. Hunt us or Neil Sawyer or, or the other one. Transistor. It was one of the, one of the, one of them, I think, for me. Just hedge your bets a little bit there, mate. Yeah. No, definitely this one. Mate, um I think they're all really good. I'm gonna go with Hunt Us this week. Hunt it's us, the one okay. I enjoyed listening to the most. I have no preference, they're all brilliant. It's just such a quitter. You really are. They were all good. No, no, no yeah. disrespect to any of the others, but uh, Neil Sawyer was incredible. We, it's not like picking out your favourite child, which, you know. I like Dem Atlas, if I'm being honest. It's, I liked all of them, one, but... Yeah, it's a tough one this week. I could have picked any one yeah. of them, to be honest. But yeah, so that was episode four, side B. Thank you, everyone, for joining and listening. You'll find all the information on all the artists in the show notes, including social medias and including streaming links. You can also find all information about us on Google. Just type in YHHTMPC or You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. We are on Spotify, TuneIn, we're on iTunes, we're on YouTube. You can find us everywhere. Check us out, check them out. Thank you for joining, and until next time... And there will be a next time! Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ta-ra.